Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneur network.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now onto the show. You're listening to the award-winning podcast, The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, featuring business experts, industry disruptors, game changers, and thought leaders to help you navigate a constantly changing marketplace. Want to build a successful business and become known as an influential voice in your industry? The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will show you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. This is episode 259, brought to you by Podcasting with Purpose, helping you to stand out, be heard, and become that influential voice in your industry with a podcast. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. My guest today says, I can tell you that if every entrepreneur built their businesses as well as they built their homes, the failure rate would not be as high as it is for new businesses. And in case you're wondering, it's upward of 90%. Joining me on today's show is Madeline Taylor. Madeline left her job in Toronto in search of a better life in a small town, Collingwood, Ontario. And she had an internship with Jonathan Gilman, or Gillum, and that became available for a startup digital marketing business. Now, after three months working for John, they decided to launch a new business that would refine the process of content marketing. And I know that's something that so many ambitious entrepreneurs struggle with. And Content Refined was born in August 2016. Now, on today's show, she's specifically going to share how you can build or should build your company properly right from the beginning. She's going to talk about how to find and build the right team for your business and create a great company culture with online contractors, as well as why spending the time creating data analytics will either make or break your company and so much more. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. You are so very welcome. Now, you you provided some fun facts. So let me share just a couple of those before we dive in because it gives a bit of an overview. And I love the, you know, kind of finding out what people are passionate about. Now, you are an avid long distance runner and you've completed seven half, marath- half marathons and four full marathons wow you know what i've never i've never been a runner because and, and i think there's a saying isn't it you either love running or you don't or you don't understand it have you found that too with people that you share hey i, I love running <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> um however i do strongly believe I, a lot of people say you know oh i'm not a runner but i think that anybody can be mm. um it just uh, depends sort of what their mind frame yes is. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Something else that um, you shared on, on the fun facts is that you and your partner just had your first child in July. So welcome to mother- motherhood. And something you mentioned to me earlier before we press record is you got mom- mommy's brain, which I think all of us as, as mothers can certainly relate to. But I know that you're passionate about um, your area of expertise too. So we're going to learn so many things as we dive in to this insights. Now, 90%, upwards of 90% of 
startup businesses fail. That is an incredibly high uh, figure. So let's dive into some of these things that we need to have in place to build our company properly from the beginning. What are some of those things? Yeah, absolutely. So the way that I like to look at building businesses um, is basically you got you have to treat it as a construction project. So like if you were to build a house, um, would you agree with me that you would need the following? Like you would need, um, you'd need workers to help you physically build the house. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd need some sort of expert or manager to help you manage your workers. Um, you're going to need your team. So both your managers and your workers to follow the plan to make yeah. sure that, that everything is sort of up to code. Mm-hmm. And every single builder out there is, is going to build according to a set of blueprints, right? Yes. So you're going to also want to have access to some sort of tangible data that will hopefully suggest that your, that your house or your like building won't collapse. Right. Mm -hmm. So I guess the, the, the comparison that I'm trying to make here um, is that, yeah, if every entrepreneur built their business as, as thought out um, and as planned as they build their homes, um, then, then I don't think the failure rate would be as, be as high, high. As, as it currently is for new businesses. Yeah, there's, there's such great wisdom in that. And I think, you know, so many entrepreneurs and, and many of our listeners I know are service-based business professionals. Many of them may have come from corporate. They've developed such a wealth and depth of, you know, knowledge and experience through that time and now think, you know what, I'd love to start my own business and be able to, um, to, to really work my own hours, say yes to the clients that I love to work with. And then they realize, oh my goodness, there's so much more to building a successful business and then they give up. But you're absolutely right. When you look at uh, building a solid foundation for a home and then the framework, everything has a specific purpose and everything has a specific step by step like you can't put the windows in if you haven't got the framework in and if you haven't got you know the 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 concrete or however you're going to lay the foundations you can't put the framework up so what would you say if looking then at the structure of a building or of a company, building a company from the ground up. What do you see are some of the, the key foundations, other than having a plan, of course, that you know that if someone's not going to incorporate this, it's going to be very difficult for them to not only build a business, but even sustain you know, business growth, even during the hard times. What are some of those key foundations? Absolutely. That's a great question. Well, I think that you need to emphasize the importance of building your teams properly and managing them yeah. effectively. Mm. Um, and I think that that ties into the importance of recruiting the right people for your business. Yeah. Um, and I think that you also need to really make sure that you're proceduralizing your business to optimize the output of your business. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the most important part I think is, uh, is, collecting and creating data to prove the value of your product to your to your audience yeah, yeah. Um, because without without proof product proof you're you're not going to be able to 
uh, maintain your client base at all. Yeah, very, very key point. And I think often as businesses, when we're starting out, for, for many of us, we may start off as solopreneurs. And there's a fine line between that decision of, okay, how do I know when I'm ready to start to incorporate team? And I, I remember one of my mentors saying, you you plan that out before, well before you actually need team. And so often as solopreneurs, and you might have, have seen this regularly or maybe experienced yourself, Madeline, you wait until you're stretched so thin that you are and have become the bottleneck in your business. So it's important to have an idea of, okay, as I continue to grow and expand, there's just no way that I can do everything myself and, and keep all of those balls in the air. So what are some of the things, and we're gonna talk about how to build and or find and build the right team. What are some of the things, maybe for a solopreneur who has felt or is feeling quite stretched to the max, what are some of the key things that they can start to outsource that frees up their time to be able to do more on what they do best, their expertise? What are a couple of things that people can start to implement right now uh, as far as outsourcing to some of the team? Have, have you got kind of a, a, a couple of um, things that you see work really well? Absolutely. So um, I, it depends really what your business is and mm. what kind of activities you do on a day-to-day -day basis. Yes. Um, but for me, I thought that it was very, very, very important um, to outsource uh, the writing piece. Uh -huh. So so to find contractors mm -hmm. um, that were better at writing than I was yeah. um, because that, that would take up all of my time and would definitely limit um, definitely limit my capacity yes um so the first thing was first was to create a solid team of of writers to outsource that piece to mm -hmm. um and i think so sort of to backtrack i think that if you're a solo entrepreneur um the most important thing to do is sit down and um figure out your org chart and where it is now and where you would like it to be in you know six months a year five years down the line mm -hmm. um so that you can then fill those those positions um with with different contractors um, and figure out which pieces you would like to outsource. Yes. As we know, content development, and this is you know something that you are an expert in, content marketing, so important to really connect and engage, build that know, like, and trust, and share your expertise. And many of our listeners are, are aspiring or already existing thought leaders in their space. And to be able to maintain that or even build that requires you know, thought leadership, insights, and writing, as you say, may not necessarily be a strength of many of the listeners today. One of the things that I hear feedback all the time, and you probably too, too, Madeline, sorry, as you're starting to onboard team, one of the most discouraging things for a new team member, even if it's an outsourced team member in a different location than you, is not having a clear idea on expectations and needs and, and what they are supposed to be doing. So let's talk about some of the things that you know are so important to have in place so that when you do start to search and, and build the right team, they can hit the ground running because you know they're informed, they know what they need to do to be able to support you in, in your business. What are some of those key things we need to have in place first? Oh, well, f first and foremost, um, a, a strong library of SOPs, so standard operating procedures. Mm -hmm. And that is going to be 
um, what I like to call the, the blueprints of yeah. your business. If every single person is doing what they're supposed to be doing based on a set of SOPs, then you're going to um, then you're going to have a business that's running the exact same way every single time. Yes. Um, so definitely having a very strong, robust um, library of uh, standard operating procedures is extremely important. Yes. Um, and so every single time as like a, a, an entrepreneur, when you're building your business, every single time you do something that will have to be repeated later, write that down. Yeah. Sure, it could change and evolve, which it should as your business grows. Um, but you need to write that down so that um, so that you don't have to keep repeating the task and you can just mm. outsource it to somebody else. Yeah. One of the things that I, I mean, if you're a system-based person or a process-based person, you can really geek out on that. I, I am. I love that. It, it, what you're saying today, I can just geek out because if there is something, as you say, that's repeatable and it can be trained, get it into an SOP and, um, uh, you know, and then you can then outsource that. So some of the things that I do, and I'd love for you to share just for, for people who may be thinking systems, processes, oh my goodness, you know how their eyes glaze over when they we talk about this sort of thing just some key yeah. things to put into that now what i tend to do is do a bit of an overview of the task is the tools involved because there may be you know specific tools involved in the task and then i will give an, an overview of step one step two and, and so forth and even do screenshots and things like that so yeah. what do you do? Are there other things that you incorporate into your SOPs that has really made it easy to onboard and for your new team members to just pick up and, and continue to do the tasks to your expectations? Yeah, absolutely. So every, every SOP follows the same format. So yeah. it follows, um, it, you start off with an introduction as to why this SOP has been created, mm -hmm. like what problem um, it's solving. Um, and then it will list um, who, like who is responsible for this task. Yes. So if you're hiring a writer, it will be it will say the writer is responsible. Mm -hmm. Or the, if you're hiring a virtual assistant, it will say the virtual assistant is responsible for this task. So it will say exactly who is responsible for the completion of the task. Um, and then it will exactly that do those step by step mm. um, uh, instructions on how to complete the task to your expectations yeah. and it will generally um, include resources so if, if we have a tool it will include the login it will include um, how to use the tool um, and then it will often have an associated spreadsheet where mm. um, or or document that we would expect the employee contractor to um, to fill out um, as they complete the task. Yeah, yeah. What I love about that is when you have a specific format that you start to create your SOPs, once you create one, then any time that you need to update it, you can go back to the original one and I'm sure it's housed in, in the cloud. That's what we tend to do because if I file yeah. it in my, my own computer system, I can go searching for whole that. I need to create a system on how to systematize my my <laughs> e-files, that's for sure. We keep it on the cloud. But then if you want to do a new one, you, I just copy that and then fill in the specific information for, um, yeah, that, that's relative to, to that particular task. I think as business owners, 
it's so important for us, yes, to bring our expertise or whatever we are, you know, whatever industry we're in or a service or, or product that we're selling. But as visionaries and leaders and, and thinking about the growth of our business, this is the kind of thing that we need to put in place too, because we're not going to be able to scale or grow our business if we're on our own and we don't have team to support us. So we're going to burn out really, really quickly, which I've heard happens, unfortunately, to, to many business owners if they don't have this in place. So we've got this great... SOP and, and we continue to build that up so we've got a great database. So what are some tips that you can share on how to then find and you know build the right team for the right role so that we can create a great company culture with online contractors? What are some tips you want to share here? Absolutely. Okay. So um, in, in my business, uh, there are two sort of tiers of employees. So my, my first tier is... Um, is like my management. Mm -hmm. um, so my management team, so my project managers who report to me. Um, and then the second tier are, um, and, and sorry, backtrack, uh, the, the project managers are actually um, either in-house or remote, but they, they are salaried employees. Uh -huh. They're part of the team and mm -hmm. they're, they're not uh, necessarily contractors. Um, but then the second tier would be all of my virtual assistants and all of our, our writers. So um, I'll, I'll share a quick little story with you <laughs> about <laughs> how, I, how I created a system around um, hiring uh, writers and contractors. So back in 2016, when um, like my business partner and I launched Content Refined, uh, we basically started with three beta clients, um, one manager, which was me, um, one writer and one virtual assistant. Mm -hmm. And so basically my criteria for hiring my freelancer was A, are they the cheapest rate I can find? Mm. Um, B, do they have good reviews on Upwork? And C, have they done it before? Yes. So basically my very first hire was a writer who I found on Upwork for $10 an article. So very, very, very cheap. Mm -hmm. um, and with our first beta client, we, we sent off the, the order um, to, this, to this writer. Um, and this writer absolutely like knocked it out of the park. And I thought to myself, this was going to be the easiest <laughs> business ever, right? Yeah. So the second time, second client, um, I send, send the article off to the same writer. Um, but when I get it back, it's an absolute train wreck mm. so i basically had to rewrite the entire article myself so i resubmitted it like three times to the client and eventually i think the client only took it because he felt sorry for me oh, <laughs> no. so i thought to myself at that point i cannot run a business like this mm -hmm. if i if i have to rewrite an article myself three times so then client number three, I send it, give, give the writer another chance, um, and I get, uh, I get a really good article back. But when I checked it for plagiarism, it scored almost 80%. So here I am. What's my takeaway is I've got one good article, one bad article, and one stolen article. Mm. And this is not going to work. So what I learned from this was that freelancers are all over the map. Some are good, some are bad, and some are criminals. <laughs> Steal oh, articles. Um, and doing this by trial and error 
is an error in itself and I better put some systems in place or I'm mm. going to have a big problem on my hands. And so here's what I did. I created a system where we hired about five writers at a time, tested them out over several weeks, and then fired the bottom of the talent. Mm -hmm. talent. So now we keep doing this over and over again um, and put systems, like systems in place where we were calling out the good from the bad at all times. Mm -hmm. And so what this resulted in was a really robust system where the bottom 10% would always get sifted out. And that was our very first SOP. So how to call the talent so that we get consistency and quality from our freelancers. Um, and that's sort of how we, how we built our teams out of, uh, out of contractors. Fantastic. And unfortunately, writers, they're, they're great, but they possess skills that are not unique to them. You know, mm. so my biggest advice is not to waste your time on flaky contractors because they're, they're replaceable. Mm. Um, and you have to sort of look at them as like the worker bees of your company. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So true. And I think, you know, so often if we are hesitant to, and we know, you know, intuitively, I'm sure many of us can relate to the, that we know, okay, it, it wasn't quality of, of, up to expectations and we try and mentor them and we know deep down that, look, you know what, um, this should have just been something that technically you should have been able to do. And it's interesting as I just spoke to someone yesterday, Madeline, um, and someone who was in Australia trying to find a copywriter uh, and she said it, it, it's taken her months and she's tried out several. She said, and I still haven't been able to find someone. I may actually get her to listen to this once it goes live. But yeah. it's, a, it's a, the case that as business owners, sometimes we do need to, to trial and error some people till we find the right, you know, the, the person with the right um, approach and the right uh, fit for our organisation. But we need to have those SOPs in place first so that everyone knows exactly what that, um, yeah, what what the the, the the KPIs or however you want to call that, the expectations are. So that's fabulous. So that that's the story, and, and obviously it's really catapulted you to build this great team. So how many people do you have now as part of your team? And obviously this is on, ongoing and expanding to, to client demands. Right, right. Well, currently um, we have, uh, let me think. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> no. we've got... I, just I'm on maternity leave right now, so I'm not uh, in the day-to-day -day right now. Yes. But I've got three full-time in-house staff, yeah. project managers. Yeah. Um, and I've got a sales rep, and I've got, I would say, upwards of 60 contractors. Wow. Yeah, amazing. You know what's really exciting about this? And I, I love the fact that, you know, we've got technologies at our fingertips to be able to do this. You've just had a beautiful, you know, your first child and you're able to run that, you know, your business or have the business continue to run because of the fact that you've taken the time to lay these key foundations and have strong team members to support you. And I think yeah. that that is really, many of us, you know, dream about getting to that stage of building a business where we can take a step back 
and have the business run without us. That's a real business. And I heard somewhere one of my mentors once say to me, if you if you take a step back from your business and your business will fail to operate, you've actually created a job, which is nothing wrong with that, because obviously that when you're just starting out, that's what you you know what you need to do. However, ultimately you want to be able to have team to support you, especially in those day-to-day operations. So it's exciting to see what you can achieve when um, you commit to that. Let's talk about uh, the data analytics, creating data analytics. You say that that will either make or break our, our company. So what are some of the key analytics that you know is important for us to continue to monitor? Right. Um, oh, so, sorry. Can you re- repeat that question? Yeah. So what 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 you're saying is why spending the time creating data analytics will either make or break your company. So what are some of the the data analytics that we need to start tracking? Or and maybe there's stuff that we're tracking that you think you know what that's probably more of a waste of time. You need to focus on this key area. Right. Well. So. I think it's unique to every business. Mm -hmm. So you have to think about it for your business. Um, Whereas in my business, the three most important things that clients want to see are A, the quality of the content, and B, the increased traffic to their website, and C, the return on investment. So what you have to do is take those, um, those key important things that your clients want and then prove to them that you can solve their problem, that yeah. you can create great quality content, that you can increase traffic to their website, and that there will be a return on their investment. And so that's sort of where how we came up with um, very, very sort of unique ways of of proving our product, mm. which has been a very interesting uh, um, project to work on yeah what's really mm-hmm. um, I think crucial about that and and such a, a great lesson for all of us is that sometimes what we do is we look at what other people are doing and what they're measuring and what they're monitoring however I think something key that you mentioned is what is specific to your company and what mm-hmm. are your clients seeking and of course as you mentioned those three key key areas and would you say that many businesses have not spent enough time focusing or even finding out what are my ideal clients looking for and when they are clients what do I you know what what's important for me to consistently continue to monitor and show them so that they can cons- you know consistently see the ongoing value that we're creating for them do you find that that's lacking in many businesses that they don't do that absolutely i think that um, a lot of businesses just make make sort of big claims mm. like um, yeah big claims that ho- that they hope their audience will sort of buy into yes um but we make big claims but then back it up with with data analytics to yeah. actually prove um that our processes work um in solving your problems yeah so true i mean if you if i think in my industry the podcasting space so many people talk what i you know talk up if you will what I call vanity metrics and I've got a colleague who'll often say oh I shared a tweet and you know it's gone to millions of people I said yeah but how is that translated into um, leads into leads in your business and 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 you know inquiries and ultimately are you nurturing those into paying clients 
and you know some of those metrics which is you know great but is that turning into real business have you got that back end that that you can really nurture that so absolutely what is specific to your industry and how can you show that that's adding to to their value and, and ultimately um, the bottom line so I know content development and content marketing is something that many businesses know that they need to do however struggle particularly if they're not that skilled in writing and by the sounds of it you've got an awesome team and awesome uh, product to be able to support them so share a little bit more about that and I know that you've got a really special offer for listeners of the ambitious entrepreneur show so Madeline share share more about that how they can connect and then of course you've got this special coupon code for people yeah absolutely so um, just a, a brief little uh, recap of what my business does um, so content refined we do content marketing um, if you have a business or a product that needs um, sort of more uh, if you need to rank higher in on different search engines um, we're your agency to to help you with that in your content uh -huh. um, you can get in touch with uh, with myself or um, my head honcho product project manager Laura um, at uh, Maddie, so M-A-D-D-I-E at contentrefine.com or Laura, um, L-A-U-R-A at contentrefine.com um, if you have any questions. And uh, we do have 20% uh, off um, month one of our services uh, if you use the coupon code AMBITIOUS. Um, for for listeners of this podcast fantastic thank you so very much that's such such a generous offer we'll put all of those details if you haven't been able to capture those if you're driving just go and check out the show notes ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash aes 259 and we'll put uh, all of those details in the links there and of course the coupon code is very simple to remember all in lowercase ambitious thank you so much for coming on the show um, it's great to connect with you all the way from uh, Collingwood Ontario we actually have a Collingwood here in Melbourne too so I when I kind do. of I yeah <laughs> yeah I, I know yeah. you do a lot of travels too. That was one of the things that you had in your fun facts too. Have you been to Australia or Melbourne before in one of your travels? Australia is still on my bucket list. Oh. My uh, my partner, he he lived in Australia for a couple of years, and oh. uh, his a piece of his heart, I think, will always be there. Yeah, um, but it's amazing. definitely on the bucket list to bring our little one over there. Oh, fabulous! The yeah, <laughs> and mine uh, actually is is Canada. I think so beautiful. I'm originally from New Zealand, and New Zealand oh, okay. has got amazing amazing you know uh, scenery and landscapes and everything yes. so is Canada um, it's just a, an, an incredible country so anyway so thank you once again for coming on the show thank you very much for having me you've been listening to the ambitious entrepreneur show brought to you by podcastingwithpurpose.com stand out be heard influence want to influence real change with your own podcast Access our free podcast training, including our no-cost and low-cost tools and podcast production workflow checklists to get you started at www.podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. That's podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.